I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Bregnell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiperstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Parry. I'm Brad Brown coming to you from a very blustery Cape Town as I record this. You might, hopefully you won't be hearing the wind howling outside, uh, but uh, it's good to be with you and uh, I hope you're well. 2019, well and truly underway. I've seen so many amazing posts of uh, people getting their comrades qualifiers out the way, putting in training for two oceans half. Uh, there's just so much, so much running going on around the country here in South Africa, but also internationally. We've got members around the world and listeners around the world uh, smashing park run PBs left, right and center. It's amazing. So uh, keep them cutting. Make sure that you use the hashtag Coach Parry uh, when you do post on social so we can keep up with uh, what you're up to. Coming up on today's podcast, we get to share another cool story. Uh, he's one of the members of uh, the Coach Parry online community and our online training platform. And uh, he's running his marathon this coming weekend. He's running the Johnson's Crane. Uh, and if you're listening to this as we release it, uh, I think the timing is perfect. Uh, we've got a, a pretty cool success story to share out of uh, our forums uh, towards the end of today's podcast as well. Uh, someone who smashed a marathon PB. You're definitely not going to want to miss that. And uh, if you've been following our videos uh, on Facebook and YouTube, you'll know that we've been running a campaign with Biogen where you get the chance to win three months access uh, to the Coach Parry online training community and platform. Uh, and we'll be announcing our next winner today. So that's coming up at the end of the podcast as well. If you have entered, make sure you keep listening to the end. It could be you. If you haven't entered yet and you're wondering, how do I get in on the action? It's pretty easy. All you have to do is use the hashtag BiogenJourney. Okay, that's hashtag BiogenJourney on the socials across the board. You can do it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and we will pick it up and uh, we'll select someone randomly every single week. All you need to do is tell us uh, what you need help with, what you're training for, what, what your Biogen journey is, okay? Uh, tell us and uh, we could make you a winner. Three months access to the training platform, plus we'll throw in a Biogen hamper as well. How cool is that? So definitely check that out. Hashtag Biogen journey. Uh, and if you want to see some of the other stories that have been shared, just search for that on socials. Uh, there's some cool posts doing the round as well. So make sure sure you use the hashtag Biogen Journey if you want to win. Welcome on to the next edition of Run with Coach Parry. I've got the coach with me once again. Lindsay, how's it? Good to have you back on. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Brad. Lovely to chat. And uh, we get to chat to another one of our members of the Coach Parry online community and training platform, Peter Clark. Peter, welcome onto the podcast. Thanks very much, Brad. Great to be here. Peter, you, you're Joburg-based. Uh, let's Before we, we hand you over to the coach, that you because I know you've sent through a whole bunch of questions for us, uh, let's dig into a little bit about you and uh, tell our audience about you and your, your running and that sort of thing. H- how long have you have you been a lifelong runner or is this, uh, I mean, how, how did you get into the sport? No, I'm a bit of a former fatty. Um, <laughs> I started about a, five or six years ago, weight loss plan um, with my wife. Um, so I've dropped 20 kilos and um, also I got some young kids and they were fairly active. So kind of got into, into more and more um, activities that way. Um, started off with uh, cycling with friends. Then my kids were doing open water swimming. And um, so I thought I'd join them. And then uh, I thought, well, why not give triathlon a try? Um, and then, yeah, managed to, to finish full Ironman. 
two years in a row. So I catch up to that. Um, but yeah, running has never been a, a strong suit of mine. So my plan for this year is to just take um, a year from the triathlon scene and uh, focus on getting my running done. And um, yeah, let's give comrades a go. Why not? I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, you, you talk about losing 20 kg straight away. People are going, how did he do that? Is it just training or has it been a combination of watching what you're eating and training? Initially, um, the wife heard of this Ducan diet, which is kind of like the Atkins protein heavy diet thing. So, um, yeah, we started off with that and, you know, we started losing the weight. And, uh, and then once you start losing the weight, you start thinking, well, you know, now that I'm a bit uh, leaner, let me try and uh, get active. Um, yeah, so from that, we, we started off uh, just uh, with a bit of strength work. We started CrossFit for a while, and, um, and that was great. You know, good community vibe that kept us going and stopped uh, with decent strength. Um, and then, as I say, with the kids and that, we got more into the cardio, uh, endurance type stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I just went from there. I, I love it. And Lindsay and I always joke about this too, Peter. Is, there's something, I don't know if it's in the water in South Africa or what it is, but people get active and then it's we're not going to do a sprint triathlon or Olympic distance triathlon. You know, we're going to go all in and we're going to do an Ironman. And it's the same with running. Like half marathons just aren't good enough for us. We've got to go and run this crazy ultra marathon between Durban and, and, and Peter Marisburg every year. What For you, what's the attraction to the long stuff? Testing out uh, your abilities, you know. You've got to try and uh, push yourself all the time. And, uh, and these are sort of the ultimate challenges that you, you can do. So why not? I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, but there's definitely something. Uh, uh, South Africans are not normal in that sense. There's no doubt no. about that. You've got a whole bunch of questions that you you sent through to, or that that you wanted to ask Lindsay. Let's let's jump into the first one. You you were you ran the Discam half uh, as part of our sort of. You joined us in the build up to that. Tell us before we get into the question. Tell us a little bit about your experience on the platform in the build up to to Discam and your Discam. Yeah, the, the Discam offer was a fantastic opportunity for me. Um, my training up until then was kind of just uh, getting on the road and slogging it out. There was no sort of structure to it, no plan. Um, and um, I had downloaded a few plans and, and seen what's going on, going on there, and uh, none of them really sort of got me motivated. Um, but with this, uh, the Coach Perry plan has been great, you know, having your and Coach's input on what have you. Um, going through the forum and seeing other people's stories, you know, feeling part of that whole system. Um, so, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, since then, I've signed up for the, the, the full program and uh, signed up for Comrades. And uh, now it's just to, to get cracking on that. We've sucked, you um, in. We've sucked you in good and proper, haven't we? <laughs> well, no, not at all. It's, it's a great product. I'm really doing a fantastic job out there. And, uh, yeah, so the Discam training plan was... Um, interesting you know seeing how it was structured and um what concerned me was that i noticed a lot of the running wasn't sort of at the race pace i'd signed up for the one hour 45 plan which is about a sub five um which for me was a nice challenge um as my previous pb had been a, a 147 on a pretty flat course so um yeah the only sort of training where i noticed you were running below race pace were the, the interval sessions and um and none of the other runs were anything close to race pace. So that was that's one of my questions as well is, you know, how does that sort of work? If you, you're on a on a plan for a, a sub five pace for a race, um, very little of the training's done at that. So uh, just uh, some input and, and background on that from Lindsay would be great. 
Cool. So, look, I mean, it's it's obviously intentional, um, and the reason for it is is quite simply because the average runner runs too hard on easy days, um, and what that does is it gives this consistent accumulation of too much fatigue, which ultimately leads to us slowing down, breaking down of injury, getting sick. But what it also does is it limits your ability to really access your cardiovascular system. So by running too hard on the easy days, you actually weaken your aerobic system and you get you 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 start shifting the points downwards or slower where you start to kick in with um anaerobic metabolism or, or more of your your energy coming from anaerobic. So that's really the, why we do it is that most and the majority of your running and you should be doing at least 80% of your training there and thereabouts. Okay. Once you start getting much more experienced and better, then, then we can start fiddling around with that 15 to 20% where you can do different types of intervals um, progression runs, tempo runs, and, and you bring in a little bit more variety. Uh, but typically, I still keep those type of sessions for the most part, unless I know people quite well and been working with them for a while. I, I typically keep those things um, as A to A single session. So it would either be intervals or a time trial um, or a program, but it would be one session a week. Uh, and that will because we do want we do want some stimulation of the anaerobic system but also we want to improve our our efficiency our our coordination um range of motion and those are the sorts of things that then improve with those hard high intensity sessions but once you move into a second one of those sessions i've just seen over the years that it's only the really good and really experienced runners that typically um, benefit from that. And so that's the reason why the programs are, are split up the, the way that they did. And look, I've got to say that you did do pretty well. Um, having having chatted to you after this, Kim, um, but now also just having a look through your questionnaire, no question that you are capable of a sub 145. And I would venture as far as to say that had we run on on even a slightly easier route profile, especially the last five Ks, I think you would have gotten a PB for sure, but but a, very close to a sub 145. Yeah, I must say the, I was very happy with my time and my effort for the race. It was uh, it was enjoyable, and, and post race I was feeling pretty strong still. So that was uh, very encouraging for me. I think my PB at uh, just came, I think three years back was about a 211. Wow. So that's. Like, 20 minutes quicker over, over the distance. Yeah, so I, I, just just so you know, I think I think you said you went 150, 150 at this game this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's superb. That's absolutely superb. Peter, you were also asking about. I mean, does that answer your question about the the, the pacing in, in training? Yes, yes, very much. So. And I'm also one of those uh, ones that's very guilty of pushing uh, too hard on the easy runs. 
Yeah, Lindsay, I mean, we've spoken about it at length. It's one of those things you have to be really, really careful of. And if you if you do those easy ones really easy, it allows you to do the harder ones probably as hard as you should be doing them. And that's when you get the biggest bang for your buck uh, out of out of your training program. Following on from this game now, obviously you want to step on and, and go on to Comrades. And you've got a couple of questions around Comrades preparation. One of them was about your the, are you on the right program, but also your, your races that you've you've got yeah. planned Let, let's talk about getting on the right program because this particularly this time of the year Lindsay, i think is is pertinent to to guys training for comrades what was your what was your question about the the training plan and the training program you should be on peter so i just was going through the plans i was looking at the the sub 10 versus the sub 11 and just from a perspective of races i've entered now the sub 11 seemed to fit in um almost ideally with the plan um my big concern is that I've been to too many races and I've got too too many hard runs ahead of me um, leading up to comrades. Um, but I kind of figure, you know, might as well go all in. <laughs> Before we get on to the races, Lindsay, let, let's just talk about how, how to choose the right comrades program. I mean, we've spoken about this often. Someone of my ability who's just scraping in under 12 hours goes, you know what, I'm going to follow the Bull Rowan program because if I follow that program and the wheels come off, I'm guaranteed a finishing. But that's not really the case. You're not doing yourself any favors by by following a program that's way above your ability. Am, am I correct in saying that? No, I mean, you're not doing yourself any favor at all. And I think um, Peter's approach has, is quite se- sensible. I mean, I, I might... Well, you haven't you haven't seen his race schedule yet, Lindsay. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, what I say next will, will inspire rather than than um, scare the the bejesus out of him. But I mean, really, and and I, I am gonna gonna say it and then then qualify it slightly. But really, your your ability on comrades, you know, if if we don't improve you much in just terms of your, your basic capability of a runner is much closer to nine hours than it is to 10 hours. Um, you know, it's sitting at sub 9.15 based on your your um, your 5 and your 10K run. So, I mean, it's interesting that you, you talk about triathlon, I mean, running being, being your weak leg, but I, I do see a lot of potential there for you. Of course, you haven't really converted those yet um not over a half marathon or a marathon so i I absolutely see the value in you being more conservative and although if you did two or three comrades as i'm almost certain you'd end up getting a bull roan at some point um there's definitely a lot of value in being more conservative i just think that perhaps the for you the bronze is a is too conservative and that's not to say that I wouldn't follow that program, but I would definitely tweak it to get your, your training paces closer to the sub 10 hour paces. Um, And then from, if you did that, I I feel like the two programs, you would you'd be absolutely fine on, on the bronze. And, and I think still, probably go sub 10 but you'd certainly go sub 10 15 um but of course it'll give you that a whole almost another whole year of of good solid fairly low low risk training so i'm, I'm not a i'm not opposed to to going this route but i do think that you are selling your running ability 
um, a little bit short. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's. Uh, I think I'm happy with you on bronze, but but look to look to the the sub ten paces as your guideline for what you should be doing. No, no pressure, Peter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my big concern is that I'm a I'm a serial cramper, so okay. I'm just uh, trying to build in that that extra cushion just to to compensate for should things go wrong. So yeah, and also. Yeah, the distance hasn't been there for me, so it's it's a hell of a daunting for me at this point. So yeah. that's my big concern. Well, if yeah. I can just, we're going to touch on the cramping now. Peter, if I can just add something in there from my experience, and this isn't coaching advice at all. You've done two Ironmans. What, what's, what's your best Ironman finish time? Uh, this, well, last year I did a 12.02. Okay, here's, here's the cool bit. You have gone longer then you need to finish comrades as a, as a novice, right? I mean, if it's 12, 12.02, I mean, then you've missed the cutoff. You're going to go under 12 hours. So mentally, you've been there. Whereas most guys who are just coming from a running base, they're going to run their longest runs maybe six hours, maximum seven hours. They've got to go five hours into the abyss where they've never been before. So for you, from a mental perspective, you've been there. It, physically, it's going to be a tough challenge, but comrades is very mental. And, and having that in the back, I tell you what, it makes a massive difference because that's what I used to do. I mean, I've gone nowhere close to a 12.02 Ironman, but I've done like a 13-man Ironman. I've done a 12.20, but it's just mentally, it gives you such an advantage. So you're in a blimmin' good space there. Lindsay, let's talk about cramping. Uh, it's the, probably the million-dollar question. If, if we had the solution, we'd be gazillionaires, but uh, yeah. <laughs> how do you stop it? Yeah, we'd be loaded, but there are a few things that we can try. Um, and Look, Peter, the, the, the more you stay in the running game, um, it may never go away. And, and, and that will, will depend slightly on, on what the cause is. But often, just the fact that you're in running for another year, that you do move those longer distances, that you do physically prepare your body that much better, that can have like greatly reduce the impact of, of cramps or eradicate them altogether. So the first step, you, 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 you've ticked that box. You're going to prepare um, fairly meticulously for comrades. And so that box is going to be ticked, and, and that is one of the things you control, and so you must. Strength training can also have a positive impact on reducing the, the incidence and severity of cramps. Uh, so if it's... Um, time in your week for for some strength training absolutely go for it coming from a triathlon background i would i would encourage that some cross training is is kept but obviously you know these things do depend on on time that we've got uh, available to train so you'll have to kind of um see if that is is possible to do then the two things that you can then do after that to try and minimize the impact of, of cramping is to incorporate um, running and walking from early in your races. So uh, when we, and we're going to touch on your race and your race calendar shortly, but especially when you do those longer training runs, the marathon and longer training runs, you, you want to start working on your comrades race plan, be it a 5k walk, one minute run, 3k run, um, I mean, three, 5K run, one-minute walk, or a 3K run, one-minute walk, uh, then walking on the hills, how do we do that? Do we do a pole-to-pole strategy? Do we do three minutes, one minute? Um, but those are the sort of things that you want to start working on in those longer training runs. 
getting used to running slowly enough on Comrades Race Day. That'll go a long way to, to helping. And then on race day, if and when those cramps do happen, it becomes a question of recognizing as they're, they're going to come so that you can start walking before the full-blown cramp arrives. Because once that full-blown cramp arrives, what you want to try and avoid doing is stopping dead. You want to still keep moving. Obviously, walking will then be the, 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 the most likely option available to you. And so you'd walk until you can just feel that cramp um, subsiding. And obviously, once that process starts, you want to increase the, the number and length of those walk breaks to try and get to a point where the, the cramp doesn't become debilitating. And then those changes, the subtle changes in the, in the rate of firing or mus muscle contractions should then help to reduce that. And then finally, there is a product that I'm finally comfortable with recommending to people. It's not 100%, but unlike most of the other products, uh, the electrolyte and the, you know, there's pills that you can take that are supposed to stop cramps dead in their tracks. I find that in, you know, those things work in less than a third of all cases, whereas Cramp Knot, which is actually a gel with capsium in it, so it's got the burning ingredient of chilies in it, that is effective in, in greater than 60% of the people you try. So it doesn't work for everybody, um, but it's worth trying because it does work for a lot of people. Where When the cramping, they recommend you take it almost as a preventative thing so that it's... it's um, it's a normal gel which provides energy like all the others full of sugar. But then it's got this capsium, which if you are a camper and you take these things an hour or so before your normal sort of onset of, of those, then it, it can stop it. And then obviously if you are physically having a cramp, it's also supposed to be very um, effective. And the research shows that it is very effective as I said, more than 60% of people who take it then stop cramping. So that's definitely worth uh, giving it a whirl. Um, the other thing that people have used over the years is uh, pickle juice. So the, the stuff that's uh, your pickled gherkins and pickled onions and things go in, if you sip on that, that's very effective at uh, um, stopping cramp. And, and then I've got a couple of people that have um, that swear by taking rennies. So once cramping starts, if you suck on a rennies, that also helps. So those are just a couple of the things that you can try to mitigate the effects of cramping. Okay, just to, just to uh, we, we're going to have a, another episode of, let's translate that for our international listeners, Lindsay, uh, rennies antacid tablets. So uh, that for, for anybody who's listening outside of South Africa, that's what they are. And, and pickle juice, Lindsay, that's weird. Is that, is that so that you forget that your legs are cramping because your mouth tastes so bad or how does that work? It, it has a similar mechanism to the capsium in that it binds onto the receptor sites which um, inhibits the contraction of your motor neurons. So it, it affects almost as a blocker. So it stops. It actually, the cramp is normally caused from an overexcitation of those motor neurons because they, as you fatigue, there's almost a, a delay in that impulse and uh, the coordination goes out of it, and then there's a point at which the contraction and relaxation signals 
overlap and then the muscle goes into a full-blown cramp and what the the capsium and the um and the um pickle juice do is that they slow that process down and that uh, they effectively improve the coordination of those contractions again and that is why the cramping stops fascinating cool peter let's talk about your race schedule uh th- there's quite a few races on there but you did send it through with uh, a bit of background of each on on the plan for each so i'm going to let you run through it with Lindsay, and then and let's let's just let's talk about it if if, if that's cool yeah sure uh, so the plan is next with the sunday coming up is uh, johnson's uh, 42 so that's just my uh, qualifier get that out the way just take that as easy as I can aim for like a 4 hour 30 um, so that's quite cool I've got a, a mate who's not a very fast runner so I'll run the first lap with him and then uh, and then just uh, coast through on the second um, that one I'm not too worried about uh, what else we got I've got JP half marathon about two weeks later um, again the training plan has a two hour long run in um, so that I'll just also take it fairly easy, probably a bit quicker pace than the plan suggests. But if you're saying I should be following the, the sub-10 plan, it's probably um, probably spot on. Um, then Cape Gate, Bar Marathon. Um, it's meant to be a, a fast race. So that one's going to hopefully get me a slightly better seating, try and get my sort of four-hour time on that, sub-4. Um, then it's... The serious one that's only done on the 16th of March, the uh, 50k, and that's purely just to finish. There's no time goal set for that. It's just a case of getting that distance into the legs, and um, and yeah, and working on that walk run strategy. I'd imagine. Um, yeah, then it's Birchwood half marathon. Um, again, that slots in with the training plan for a two-hour long run. Um, and then Irene Ultra, the 48K, on the 7th of April. Um, that's the plan, again, calls for a, a training marathon in there. Um, so I put 48 close enough. Um, and then I think the final long one is Colgate, 32K, which I'm planning on taking easy. And then it's about 20 odd Ks uh, from my place. So I could um, take an easy run home after the race just to. Again, extend that distance and uh, and prep for comrades. Okay, so the only one I have concern with is Omdi Dam because of its proximity to to Cape Gate. So uh, as a as a general rule, I like to keep um, three to four weeks between marathons and ultras, ultras and ultras, or marathons and marathons. I I, I like a, a three at least a three week break and that is for training races so when you're actually running hard you know i'd I'd say two weeks is is a very tight turnaround and that's gonna essentially pose you the biggest risk of getting injured through this um training period um again looking at your target of of sub four now, if you set out your stall and that sub four is is three fifty five to four, then your cramping or the potential of cramping aside, I would say that that's well within your capability and is not quite training marathon, but it's it's getting close to it. So you know, I I think you can get pretty close to running a 
the train sub four as a slightly harder than should be training marathon. Uh, and if that is the case, then you might get away with um, you might get away with with doing both of those races. But if if Cape Gates is hard and there is lots of cramping and your legs are completely broken afterwards, you may want to second have a have a second think about Omdi Dum there. Um, and then other than that, your training program, that looks pretty square. It'll give you um, two marathons and two ultras in total. Again, there's a, there is a question mark on that, the Omdi Dam, but it would give you two marathons, two ultras leading up to Comrades, which is pretty close to ideal in terms of total number. The only question mark there is the timing on that Cape Gates versus Omdi Dam. Yeah, well, my wife's running the, the 21 at Omdi Dam, so as you say, if maybe I'm getting a bit knackered after Cape Gates, I can maybe up for yeah. aiming on the full and doing the, the half. Okay, sweet. That that sounds sensible approach. So we hit Cape Gates, have a little discussion in the week after, and then we can make a call on how wise Omdi Dam is. Cool. Sounds awesome. Cool. Craig, uh, oh, Peter, sorry, unfortunately we are out of time. We've got our next call pretty much waiting. So what I'm going to do, I know you had one more question about your nutrition, but I'm going to point you to our forums because our resident yeah. uh, sports nutritionist, Nikki Davilias, is in there. So ask the question you had there. I'm sure Lindsay will weigh in, but Nikki is definitely the right person to ask that question about nutrition. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she'll be able to give you some, some great advice in, in the forums as well. Cool. Uh, thanks for your time. It's been great. Peter, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thanks for being part of, of Team Coach Perry. And uh, yeah, we love, we love reading your posts in the forums and, uh, and the interaction. And we look forward to, to following your progress to, to Comrades and beyond. Yeah, hope it all goes well. Thanks for the help so far. It's been great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Peter goes uh, this weekend at Johnson Crane. If you're running, best of luck. I know there's marathons happening all over the show uh, over the next couple of weeks. People getting their comrades qualifiers in. And speaking of comrades, if you are running in 2019 and you missed our Bonitas online success seminar that we did live uh, on Monday, Lindsay and myself, uh, all you need to do is head over to our Facebook page, Lindsay's uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can check it out there. We've also got it up on our website on coachperry.com or just search for Coach Perry on YouTube. You will find it, okay? Uh, definitely worth uh, a watch, just over an hour long. Get yourself uh, a nice cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Sit down and watch it. You're going to get a ton, a ton of information out of there. I mean, uh, the people who are on live ask some great questions and uh, it is really pertinent to where you are right now in your training. I mentioned at the start of the podcast we were going to announce our next winner uh, in the Biogen Journey Contest. That's coming up in just a second. But I wanted to share a very cool story out of our uh, forums on our website, on coachparry.com, all part of our online training platform uh, as well as community. And it comes from uh, a place far, far away from where I'm sitting in Cape Town. Uh, it's from Timothy Patterson. Uh, Timothy, Timothy said... I joined uh, on the sub-330 marathon plan with six weeks to go to my marathon that I ran this past Sunday. For five years, I've complete, uh, competed in the Bermuda Triangle. How cool does this race sound? Uh, it's a three-day event. On day one, uh, the Friday, it's one mile. 
On day two, it's a 10K, and then you run a marathon on the Sunday. Uh, Timothy says, I've tried every year to go under 3.30 for the marathon and failed. This was the first time I used uh, your program, and I ran a PB on the mile and went under 3.30 on the marathon. I ran a 3.28, which was six minutes faster than ever before. Thanks to Coach Marcus for the support and looking forward to the comrades. Now I've, uh, now that I've gone under 3.30 before this, my standalone marathon PB was 3.32. So that's fantastic. It's a four-minute lifetime PB. Uh, every year at about 36K mark, I feel the struggle. This year I got stronger and stayed the distance. Big thank you. I am still smiling. Timothy, that puts a massive smile on my face. I know I mentioned it to you in uh, the forum as well. Posts like this really sort of uh, make it so worthwhile why we do it, why I do what I do, what Lindsay does, what he does, uh, and the rest of our coaches. Obviously, that's a, a big one for Marcus. So, yeah, fantastic. If you want to check out uh, the online training platform, just head over to coachparry.com forward slash join. You definitely won't be disappointed. Uh, and if you're really serious about taking your running to the next level, you want to check it out. Uh, and then I mentioned uh, someone's going to win three months access to that training platform uh, simply by sharing their Biogen journey on the socials. Uh, and it's someone else who's running the Johnson Crane this weekend, but the half marathon. Uh, Pamela Vust uh, said, I'm not sure if I've prepared well enough, but one thing is for sure, I will finish it. If the course is the same as 2018, it's flat, which is good. Uh, I did it in about 2.45 last year. I don't go to compete against others, but rather myself and to improve on last year. Pamela, that is such a cool attitude to have. And just for using the hashtag Biogen Journey, we're going to give you three months access to the Coach Perry online training platform. So go out there this weekend, smash the Johnson Crane, uh, and we'll be in touch uh, via social media to get you on the platform so your next three months are taken care of. We'll chat in the forums, we'll set your next goal, and let's get you there. So congratulations. Uh, we'll also be in touch to send you that Biogen hamper as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to win, use those hashtags, okay? Biogen Journey on the socials and uh, uh, yeah, you can win. And that's about it for this episode of Run with Coach Perry. Before I go, if you enjoy it, please uh, check us out on uh, the various uh, sort of podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, and that sort of thing. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, it really just helps us uh, bump up in the rankings and we get in front of more runners and be able to help more runners just like you. So that would be massively, massively appreciated. And if you leave us a review, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Don't forget to leave your name as well. Until next week, from myself, Brad Brown, the coach, Lindsay Perry, and the rest of the team here at uh, coachperry.com. It's cheers. <laughs>